Okay. Danielle Schreiber. It has been only seven days since our world has been transformed by the Petir of Rebbe, Harini Kaparis Mishkavo. And I, like I'm sure many others, are trying to make sense of it all. How to react? What are we supposed to do? What can we do? I would like to share the following idea with you that I think will contribute somewhat to this endeavor. This past Shabbos, Pashas Achrimos Kedoshim, my father pointed out to me, Epsikta the Rabbi Lazar. The Pesach states, at the very beginning of Achrimos, Vaydaver Hashem el Moshe Achrimos, Shnei Bnei Aaron, Bekarvasam Lefnei Hashem, Vayamusu. Of course, this is talking about Yom HaKippurim. Achrimos is dealing with Yom HaKippurim. Yishami asks, Tanya, Lama hu maskir mi sasan biyom HaKippurim. Why does the Torah mention the deaths of Aaron's sons on Yom HaKippurim? So Yishami Yoma says, Lelamedcha, Shekeshem shi Yom HaKippurim mechaper al Yisrael, just like Yom HaKippurim is mechaper for the deaths, just Yom HaKippurim is mechaper for B'nai Israel. so too the death of Tzadikim is mechaper for Israel. And the Torah Tzimima there points out a psikta to Rabbi Lazar. Lo nispar erech ha'inyan shemitat Tzadikim mechaper umatam medavar. Why is it so? After the burial of Shaul, so the famine ended. That Am Yisrael had done chesed for Shaul. And what did they do for him? After he died. Shitsamu. They fasted. Uvachu. And they cried. Vesoftulo. And they eulogized him. Kamavur b'pasuk. Miyad n'tmalei rachamim. Hashem is filled with mercy. Shinemar v'yater elokim la'aretz. Adkam. Says the Torah to Mima. Mavur mizeh shilu hamita v'atzma mechaperet. Honor in the morning. The kavod zeh who kavod Hashem. He wrote some that our efforts, our efforts are evil and our hespedim here and all over the world will bring kavod to Hashem and kapara for Am Yisrael. When I think of Rebbe Harini Kaparas Mishkavo, I think of the tefillah based on Tanah Debei Eliyahu. Le'olam yei ha'odam yirei shemayim b'seitor v'agalui u'modeh al ha'emet v'dover elmet bilvavo. person should be a man, shenodam. He should be yirei shemayim b'seitor v'agalui yitoch ha'kibaro. And he should have integrity. Dover emet bilvavo. Each part characterizes Rebbe Zetzal. 
And I also think of the Rambam in Ilchos Deot, Perakei Halacha Aleph. Kishem shechacham nikar bechachmato uvedeotav, just like a chacham is outstanding and recognizable in his wisdom and his knowledge. Vumuvdal bahem yishar ha'am, and he stands apart from everybody else. Kach tzarech shehiya nikar b'ma'asav. So too, he has to be distinct and different in his actions. B'ma'achalo uvemashkeu, in his eating and his drinking. Uvedibo uvehilucho uvemalbusho, in his speech, his walk, his dress. Uvemasov matno, in his business. You call him asim ha'elu, and everything that he does, na'im umutukanim biyoter. It should be exceedingly beautiful and pleasant. These words also characterize Rabbi Zal. I would like to take the opportunity to elucidate some of these aspects of Rabbi with the following stories. On Shabbos, I mentioned a number of stories. I just want to repeat two of them, and then some others, if I may. Around 20 years ago, when I began to interview Talmudim for the yeshiva, I approached Rebbe for direction and advice. And he said to me, I don't need any direction. He trusts me. But he wants to ask one thing of me before I begin. That I never ever disparage another yeshiva, never say anything bad about another yeshiva or institution. He said, I'd rather lose Talmudim than that happen. I remember leaving his shir, his, his, his uh, study, saying, Ashrinu Matov Chalkenu. And then, I heard a story from Rabbi Yitzchak Kohn, uh, Shlita. He called me a few days ago, to Menachem And he told me that he recollects that years ago, when Rabbi was a Rosh Yeshiva in Yeshiva University, so, he would sometimes take the boys to Afghanot, to rallies and protests. And on one of these occasions, they had a chartered bus somewhere, and they all got off the bus, they gathered together, and then the boys were looking for Rebbe. Where's Rebbe? Did you see him get off the bus? No. So some of the boys went back to the bus, and they found Rebbe on the floor, cleaning underneath the seats taking out all the garbage. So they asked him, what are you doing? So he said, well, when everyone got off the bus, the bus driver complained, look what the boys did. The bus is a mess. I have to clean up all by myself. So Rebbe said, don't worry. I'll take care of it. This chesed of Rebbe extends to every sphere of his life. A number of years ago, in terms of just Pesach Halacha, um, a student from another yeshiva, nothing to do with our yeshiva, a student who knew me, had a terrible shayla, very difficult, complex shayla. The student was a, was a Balchuva and was returning home, and the home was not going to be supportive in any way to this person's Shemir Samitzvahs. And the person needed guidance and all sorts of hetero. And the person wanted to know if I could be of help, maybe Rav Luchenstein. So I hesitantly approached Rav Luchenstein. Does he have time? 
to meet with this student. And he asked for the details. I started to explain it to him. And I, I even offered, I said, listen, Rebbe, we had done this before sometimes. I said, I can get the, shay- the shaylot and I can, I can give them to you. You can give me the answer. You don't have to be so bothered if it's too difficult. And I'll explain everything to, to the person. The Rebbe insisted, no. He wants to meet with this student, with this person. And Rebbe spent hours, hours and hours with this student. On numerous occasions. Numerous times. And not only did Rebbe, who normally did not offer Heterim easily, not only did Rebbe find incredible, huge kulot for this person, but Rebbe also was able to ask this person, do you know, you can have a problem with this and with that, beyond all the questions that the person had suggested. And Rebbe helped pave the way for this individual back to this person's home. And Rebbe said, in doing so, he said, family harmony is so central and crucial. Shalom bias is so important. You cannot sever your relationship with your parents. You can't cause a rift. He said, I'm trying to do everything I can to help you. I'll never forget those meetings and his emphatic, insistent message. There was other chesed in his Psalm Halacha, and that is in his having Metunim Bedin. I would approach him Sometimes, and of course, sometimes he would give an answer on the spot, but very often he would say to me, if it was a complex question, he would say, I need some time. What is timing? Sometimes it took weeks. He was thinking about it, thinking about it, until finally he would call me and say, and and he would give me the answer. But these were questions that were on his mind for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And sometimes in his psak he would say the opposite. He would say, why are you asking me? He said, there's a Marad Asra in such and such place. I have no business answering this question. Once I called him up and I said, there was a certain university that there was a question from Talmudim there. And Rebbe said, no, there's a Marad Asra there. And I said, Rebbe, I happen to know that based on the question of the person, the person said to me, they were, they were in the middle of switching Marad Asra. And right now there was no one there. He said, I didn't hear of such a thing. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's what he told me. So Rebbe said, I will not answer the question until I verify that this person said it's true, that there's no more doctor there. And only after he made the, uh, the calls and found out, then he was willing to accept the question. And often Rebbe would say to me, you know, this is a question you need to kiss and shuvos. Ask Rav Amital. Or sometimes he would say to me, this is a question you need in Chashmal. Ask Rav Rosen. wouldn't rush to be the one to give the, uh, give the answers. I would also like to talk about a different type of chesed. As many, many Talmud and Rebbe would make the effort to go to their wedding, whether it was in Eretz Yisrael or in Chutz Laretz. And Rebbe would spend the time with you at the, uh, at the wedding, he would show up on time. And he even, I remember in my case, he, he, he saw I was very nervous. 
And I didn't know what to do. With, I, I was standing in front of Rebbe. I'm a nervous son. And what am I going to talk about with him? And he takes out his pen. And he says, I like this pen. This is a pen I use when I, when I sign, when I, when I write on the ketubah, and I fill in the ketubah. He said, I've tried other pens that don't work so well. This is a really good pen. I don't know what's going to happen when the ink runs out. I remember thinking, okay, you know, and I definitely calmed down. All right, a year and a half ago, Rebbe was Masada Kedushin for my, for my daughter and my son-in-law. And we very much wanted Rebbe to be the Masada Kedushin. And when I spoke with him about it, he said to me, you know, I really feel that you should be, since you're the father, you should be the Masada Kedushin. I said, Rebbe, we've all discussed it. We really, really very much want you to be the Masada Kedushin. So he said, listen, he said, I really feel the father should do it, but I'll tell you what. I'll do it. But even at the last minute, if you change your mind, Daka Hatishim, you tell me, and I'm going to step aside happily and rejoicing in your being Messiah Kedushim. Rebbe told the story once at a Kenes that we were at. He said, he had a dear Talmud who unfortunately went off the Derek once, and Rebbe said he was terribly hurt. And then, a number of years later, the Talmud called him and told him, Rebbe, I got a Mazel Tov, I'm getting married. Would you be the Masada Kedushin? So first, Rebbe said to us, he wanted to say no to the boy. He'd been so hurt. And then he asked himself, he said to us, what if it had been one of my own children? Of course I'd be Masada Kedushin. So I was Masada Kedushin for this boy. And Rebbe was medactic on himself, even on very little things. Of course, we all know that um, the Rebbe would only eat Vada Yoshan, if it was just a little bit of a suffolk that was chadash, he wouldn't eat it. He wouldn't carry in, in many, many eruvin. But beyond these big issues, even, even little things... He took the, uh, the phrase very seriously. He once said to us, if you want me to define your Shemayim for you, I'll tell you what it means. I'll describe a picture to you. He said, imagine that you were falling into an abyss and at the last minute, in the nick of time, you're caught by the Rabboni Shalom in the scruff of your neck, by your collar. And the only thing that's holding you is the Rabboni Shalom. If you live your life that way, he said, that's your Shemai. And these little things, I mean, what are we talking about over here? He would always make sure to shake salt on the table before he said, I'm out, see, and then dip it in. And he wouldn't eat bread. He wouldn't do amot until he found that salt shaker. Make a difference where it was in the Chedro Hall. He wouldn't drink water before dampening in the morning. No, according to almost all postcom, it's, it's fine. They wouldn't drink water. Both Adam included even the water for him. Of course, he would wash before tefillah, even minchamariv. Even and even when he was very old and infirmed, he still did it, even though it was very difficult. I remember also, before exiting the, the, the men's room, he would wash three times all the time. 
So I thought, okay, it was a nice uh, We went to the conference, and during, in between the sessions, people got up to go to the Zoom, and Rav got up, also we woke up. He takes a cup from the table to bring it with him to the men's room so that he can wash the Tiel Sedai. Um, these little things. One last thing with regard to this little tiktukim and, and soon. Rebbe once came to my parents' home uh, for, for Shabbos, for Shabbaton and Woodmere. And uh, he asked us what time can he arrive at the home on Friday. So we said to him, Rebbe, whenever you want to come, we'll be here. Uh, so he said, okay, I'll be here, I'll be there by Chatzos, uh, you know, uh, midday. He said, Rebbe, you, know, you have family in, uh, in, in, in New York, you have plenty of things and people to do, tell me them to see. You take, take your time, we'll, we'll be totally available for you whenever you want to come, whenever you arrive. And he said, no, it's Erev Shabbos. He said, how can you leave it to the last minute? I'm going to be at your, at your home at midday. Midday. There's a lot more to say. Uh, I would just point out just a few more items about Rebbe's being the Tukan Biyoter, pleasing and elegant in all his ways. He was spiritual aristocracy. He would not drink out of a bottle of water directly. He would only use a drinking glass or a cup. He was really capated by him. He was always neat, clean, of course in dress, but on that Shabbaton when he was at... Uh, at her home. So I remember when I, I woke him up in the morning, um, he'd asked me to. That's the only way I would do it. <laughs> and uh, afterwards I went to check on him to see if he was uh, okay and how he was making out and he was fine. And I saw I got, the bed was completely made. Um, and he had gone to sleep, by the way, in case anyone was thinking he didn't. Uh, it was made differently from the way it was made before, before he arrived. But it was made. And of course, he never spoke in a, uh, in a vulgar manner, but not even in a pedestrian manner, or in a quote-unquote normal manner. We're familiar with what he would call, you know, a three-part answer. It was a tripartite answer. Abizrayu was not a branch of law, but an appurtenance. And a shear every other week was a bi-weekly shear. This was Rebbe, spiritual aristocracy. And I'll conclude the very first year that I ever heard from Rebbe, 31 years ago, was in YU in Lamport Auditorium. Here we are in the Gush Auditorium. I heard the first year from him in Lamport Auditorium. It was two days before Parshas Mitzorah, look before Pesach. And Avukenstein emphasized the Mishnah in Pesachim, Bechol Dovador, Chayv Adam, the road that small. Every generation, this person is obligated to see himself as if he left Mitzrayim. And then he quoted the Pasuk that you say to the Rosh Hashanah, Just for me. Just for me. And Rav Lutensin said, the obligation here is to feel not that somehow we were one person swept along with the rest of Am Yisrael, but even if it was just us, the individual sense, just you, Hashem would have done all of Yitzhak's Mitzrayim just for you.
And he said that each of us counts. What each of us does matters. It matters if it all depends on you. And for us to be exactly like Rebbe is, of course, impossible. But I would only say that Rebbe would say to us, do your own very best. You may be surprised at the heights you may reach. Thank you.